everybody. How are y'all doing? I'm Michael, joined by Alex as always. How's it going? And this is Follow Through Potholes, a podcast about video game plot lines and how they have a tendency to go off the rails. Alex, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Good, good. I'm doing pretty well myself. It is, uh, we're recording this one week after, two weeks? Two weeks after the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. We ended up uh, skipping a week just because uh, you know, people were out of town. We were off on assignment, mm-hmm. hung over a straight week from the Chiefs <laughs> winning the Super Bowl. You know, a lot of things were going on, but we're making it up today as we go for the plot of Longshot. And Alex, I'm making up for it by, you know, making sure I bring as much football to this as possible. Okay. I have my uh, Keyshawn Johnson jersey on from when he... Uh, Played for the Dallas Cowboys at that very, very uh, brief point in time mm-hmm. when he was going to be the next big thing for the Cowboys and wasn't. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, I'm wearing something special. Oh. It is a track jacket, but not any track jacket. It is a TV-12 track jacket. Oh. Yes, a track jacket that I think at one point retailed for $150. <laughs> <laughs> It is the, from the time Tom Brady had a clothing line that lasted about a year until nobody bought his clothes. Uh. <laughs> and then people like me snapped them up for like $30 on Amazon. Yeah, that, yeah, that sounds about right. Alex, what do you think $150 worth of track jacket gets you? Um, A track jacket with Tom Brady's name on it? That is precisely correct. <laughs> and yet somehow worse. <laughs> it is, um, you, have you ever worn a tarp? I, I don't think so. Okay, but you, you probably have felt a tarp yeah, with I'm, your hands, I'm familiar right? with tarps, yes. Yeah, it's like wearing a tarp. It is literally 90% nylon uh, and 10% spandex, and that's it. <laughs> why? Because... I guess they wanted something that had a slim profile that would barely act as a windbreaker and would feel absolutely terrible on you. Okay, did he consult anybody on, like, clothing? I mean, he pro- a company probably consulted him about using his likeness, and then he probably looked at this track jacket that is, like, kind of like... It, it, it's kind of, like, almost like a steel green color. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a deep, dark cerulean, and said... Yeah, that looks good. <laughs> Gonna sell for how much now? That, that'll that pay for the divorce proceedings. And boom, mm-hmm. put them out. Nobody bought them until I was like, that's going to be a funny thing to purchase for 30 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and then I instantly regretted it. But yeah, it's on. Occasionally, you're going to hear some crinkling in the, <laughs> as, uh, <laughs> as, as the nylon fails to fold properly. So... Enjoy that feedback on the mic. I'm Excellent. F- it's going to be great. I'm looking but, forward to it. As you should, Alex, because honestly, having a Tom Brady themed track jacket is perfect because Longshot actually features Tom Brady. Yeah. For five seconds. Awesome. In Longshot, the second Longshot, it's actually incredibly pointless. In fact, I don't even think you see his face. I think you see the back of his head. It's actually amazing. That is the perfect amount of Tom Brady that you need to sell a football game. It really is. It really is. Though, don't worry. If you're worried about missing out on NFL players badly acting in this, don't worry. Longshot's (laughs) going to have you covered. 
Oh, I, I had no doubt. <laughs> oh, Chad Ochocinco is in this. Oh, man. <laughs> he puts in what I would call a performance. It's not like NBA 2K levels of bad, but mm. he tries. He tries. But yeah, what this means is I'm excited to talk to y'all today about Long Shot. And we might as well just jump right into it with Long Shot as part of Madden 2018, I think. 2017. 2017. 2017 and 2018. So this is Vinch's 2016 is when this comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry. I have to double check this now. <laughs> It's actually there's there's relevant reasons why I have to I have to double check this that uh, will become apparent about halfway through this. Okay, it is Madden 18. Okay, yeah, Madden okay. 18 and Madden 19. That makes a lot more sense. So, long shot opens with a panning shot of a small Texas town, a football field, a downtown. It's clearly East Texas because it looks like actually quaint and not just mm-hmm. like strip malls. Mm. As we see a dad throw a football to his son. And his son's best friend. They're pretending to play in the Super Bowl as he throws a pass and his team wins the Super Bowl. And these two friends say their sh- catchphrase, shake and bake, as, de- as the dad, who is uh, the father of the, the young son, whose name is Devin, says, that's my boy. I'm so proud of you. We didn't, flash fo- we didn't see the outside of their house as we flash forward to 16 years of the future as the house is now somewhat dilapidated. Devin leaves his now dilapidated home as Cole Cruz. His incredibly annoying best friend keeps talking <laughs> to pick him up to take him somewhere. We then get a country song that I did not bother to look up as they drive <laughs> out to the, their small town and head to Indianapolis to participate in the regional combine. So Devin and Cole are former football players, and they did go to college, but they never got drafted. And mm-hmm. the NFL has this thing where you can participate in combines before whatever that year's draft is for people who just want to get noticed by NFL teams. And if you mm-hmm. do well enough, you can then go to a further combine called the Super Regional Combine, where there'll be a lot more people looking at you. And this could be a gateway to potentially get into the NFL. So it's an incredible long shot thing to mm-hmm. do. Hence the name of this right. entire thing. Uh-huh. In fact, they literally say, it's a long shot to get in the NFL from here, but if you work hard, you can make it. (laughs) And it's like, ah, title drop. Great. So they drive out of their small town and head to Indianapolis, and we learn a couple things about our two protagonists here. So Devin is a very serious guy, kind of a buzzkill. Like, Cole's, like, has, like, a bunch of antics that are going on. Like, he's a big social media hound. Mm -hmm. Kind of like a, he's kind of like a dumb country bumpkin, almost. Uh Just, like, very happy-go-lucky, I'm not gonna let life get me down sort of thing. Um, who, like, sees Devin as his, like, brother. Uh, in fact, like, he sees the Cole family in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the Cole family. Um, he, he basically sees Devin's family as, like, um, as, like, a... He's, like, surrogate family and whatnot, like... Right. Because, apparently, uh, Cole's dad wasn't, like, in his life at all. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're all, like, joking around and whatnot. They're sneaking in the car... Uh, they barely make it in time for the regional combine and they get like signed up and in the hotel room uh, Devin sits up late at night in his hotel room as he remembers how it all went wrong because you see Devin should already be in the NFL mm-hmm. he was a highly touted prospect out of his high school in Texas he was a starting quarterback for the University of Texas Longhorns um, and we see his final game as he takes a snap 
in this flashback of a rainy field as he throws an interception that in turn has another flashback in the flashback of his dad dying in a car crash that I guess he was present at. We then flashback forward to the current flashback where he throws an interception to a player on the opposing team, and then he is snapped out of this Vietnam flashback by Colt. It's mm-hmm. like, hey man, you ready? You think I look good in my jersey? And I dad was like, yeah, man, yeah. Yeah, you're cool, man. I gotta get some rest. We got a big day tomorrow. So the next day at the Combine, they and the rest of the players are greeted by one of the scouts who tell them, hey, welcome. Very few make it, and you all are long shots, but hey, it could work out. And then they all run drills. Devin does kind of all right. Colt does kind of bad. Uh, but, and like, there's like a theme where like, Colt always does bad unless Devin is throwing him the ball. Mm-hmm. Colt is a wide receiver, I should point out. Okay. And, um, but it doesn't matter because Devin does great and he throws a very inspirational out route pass. Uh, it is so inspirational. People get up and clap. Inspirational music plays. Uh-huh. And then as they walk off the field, they're called bums by a bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what happened to the inspirationalness? It lasts all of five seconds. <laughs> and then some random dude named Mario walks up and is like, you guys are bums, you sucked. Devin runs away from things and then just kind of leaves the game entirely. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So Devin's like, whatever, man. They walk off the field, and then they are approached by a guy named Ross Fountain. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Who immediately asks, hey, want to be part of a new show? Mm. Alex, I got a clip. I got one of many clips for you. <laughs> I got to show you Ross Fountain. I'm excited to see this man. Ross Fountain is, let's call him a, there's a lot of stereotypes in this game, Alex. Yeah, yeah, really? Like, and a lot of very one-note writing, and Ross Fountain may be the most, he may be the most one-note character I've ever <laughs> seen, until we get to Longshot 2. Devin Ward. Uh, it's, it's Wade. Wade. Devin Wade, of course. Ross Fountain, how would you like to be a TV star? We're going to work with an NFL wannabe. Hopeful. Right, uh, Hopeful. For six weeks, pair him with a Super Bowl winning coach and bring a zero. A long shot. Right. <laughs> it is the name of the show. <laughs> a long shot from the depths of the unknown to being drafted by an NFL team. Oh, so, boy. yeah. <laughs> yeah, very, very one note. Mm-hmm. Good voice acting. Oh, yeah. I will say the voice acting in this actually is, is very good. Like, the actors and actresses, um, they are... And I think I think we can legit just say they're actors and actresses and not voice actors because they're mm-hmm. all motion scanned in this thing. Oh, right, right. And yeah, they they work well with what they got. Mm-hmm. So for those of you, there will be a little little bit of that clip in the episode. But Ross Fountain is a stereotypical Hollywood executive. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the executive producer of this new reality show called Longshot who, one, barely knows who Devin is and barely cares about him, except for the fact that he's perfect for his new show, where he plans on explaining his tragic life and journey to the NFL. He basically comes off as, like, a very scummy Hollywood-type person mm-hmm. that is, like, you know, relying on assistance to do anything, constantly on the phone, very, you know, belittling of everyone around them. Right. Uh, he is, his character is literally that... His character is literally that one executive who creates RoboCop in RoboCop. <laughs> yes. Like, correct. down to how he looks, actually. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. 
He sadly does not get murdered by Red Foreman, so... Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Although, given where Longshot 2 goes, I would expect by Longshot that, that... 3 there would be a RoboCop, honestly. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> Which, honestly, might have made it better. If, no, if only, man. If only! I do have to say, on the subject of just generally EA funding and supporting their most popular video games... I was watching that clip and I was going, wait, was this a PS3 game? To be fair, the video quality on that is for some reason incredibly bad. Okay. Because it's being run through OBS, which was in turn being recording a YouTube video that was at 720p. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Fair. Yeah. But at the same time, this came out in 2017? 2017, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it could be a PS3 game. Yeah. Uh... Well, it it shouldn't PS4. be. I just want to point out that Metal Gear Solid Five came out in 2016. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's an unreasonably high bar to set, but the point mm. remains that this game doesn't look very good. Mm. And I yeah. feel like if they're going for like a an immersive cinematic mode to really carry the franchise, um, maybe it should look better. I don't know. Yeah, it Madden people in Madden have never looked good. Right. Football players have looked good. Like the mm -hmm. helmets, the jerseys and all that. They've they've always right. managed to get those down, but mm -hmm. yeah, people have it. And to be fair, they've never had to focus on that because right. helmets and stuff. Right. So yeah, it it's one of those things that I, I think it does look better than that you're potentially giving it credit for just because mm -hmm. of like video quality issues. But sure. at the same time. Right. There are definitely there are definitely issues that crop up in Long Shot Two, where yeah, mm. it doesn't look great due to like light. The lighting is actually very bad. Yes, this. yeah, that's fair. Yeah, which I think actually goes a long way, and it actually causes some significant problems in Long Shot Two. Right. Which now I'm wondering, was this game made in the Frostbite engine, or did the Madden team somehow escape that particular EA nightmare? No, uh, this is a Frostbite game. So okay. Yeah. Uh it should look better then. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw that out there. Yeah, fair. Fair. So after Ross gets done with his pitch, uh Holt agrees immediately on behalf of Devin, who's quite hesitant. Like Devin is always gonna be like, Man, I'm not sure. I'm gonna have to put myself out there. The last mm -hmm. time I did that, things went bad. And that's gonna be basically his entire character throughout this entire thing. Mm-hmm. Ross immediately says he has a reputation as a nobody and a quitter, and this is his only shot. And Devin's like, well, I don't like that, so I'm just going to leave and go back to Texas. <laughs> so they're driving back, and they're listening to Texas radio as some lady on a talk radio show rips a high school quarterback who's playing bad because his like, parents are in the hospital for leukemia or whatever. And like Devin gets immediately upset at this, admittedly, very realistic depiction of a Texas radio talk show. Uh-huh. I was gonna say, it like, is the point of is the point of this story that people in this area don't do well with like handling trauma or I, I being think the, compassionate to each other? I think it's the being compassionate to each other part. Okay. Because it's like because Devin immediately gets upset, starts talking about how how can that lady treat him like that? Mm -hmm. How come stuff like this is always personal? While like Colt's like, oh, hey, no, it's it's fine, you know. I mean, mm -hmm. we don't have to listen to it. And he's like, man, it just kind of sucks. And like, like Cole's like, you know, you don't have to take stuff like this personally. And Devin's like, no, it's always personal. 
as we get another flashback to Devin quitting the Texas Longhorn football team, as it's overlaid with people on social media who were ripping him for basically ruining Texas' season that year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Once again, it's one of the most realistic depictions of mm-hmm. basically Texas in general, mm-hmm. because like there's like Texas fans being like, he ruined the season. Man, we used to have Colt McCoy. Like, I think at this point, it was like eight years ago. <laughs> Actually, I think even more. I think it was like 2007. It's basically like, yeah, a Texas fan who thinks the Longhorns are back. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's that checks out. <laughs> so after another flashback to Devin and Cole's first ever game in high school, where they led the team back from a come from behind win, Devin wakes up in the truck and asks Cole if he really thinks this time will be different. Cole says, well, what do we have to lose? So Devin asks for the producer's card as he gives him a call. So two weeks later, Devin takes off for the production. Before he leaves, he has a flashback to his dad and his possessions. And I'm just going to just show you this clip because I think this is actually, my brain says this is actually a decent clip. Okay. Like a decent, uh, decent job they're doing here of setting up his motivations. Before you were born, this was my prized possession <laughs> for my perfect game in high school. His seven touchdown pop warning game. I love that Colt had you autograph it. I know you don't remember much about it, but your mama loves you so much. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. it's not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that clip actually did leave out like the last little part of it where he looks at an empty case that's supposed to contain like the football for the first touchdown he throws in the NFL and it's uh-huh. empty. And he's like, and his dad's saying, you know, man, I can't wait for you to put the football in here. Mm-hmm. Devin's like, don't worry, I'm going to go do that. I'm going to make this happen because football is family. <laughs> he doesn't say football is family, but that's right, the implication. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wanted to point out because it's like you, you get so Mashar Ali plays um, Devin's dad, mm-hmm. uh, Cutter Cole, uh, Cutter Wade, mm-hmm. and you get scant little of them in this. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's actually the only clip that's going to feature him that I'm going to show you today, Alex. <laughs> Despite being front and center of all the promotion, it's what little he's in for. He, he does a good job. Yeah. Right? I'll say that yeah. much. He's doing he's doing good work. He plays he plays a dad very well. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, they take off for the show. And upon arriving at the show, Devin is met with is met with a twist. And so. Right away, I have another clip to show you. Okay. What is all this? You remember how we went to six regional what to doses before we found Devin? Yes, and? You know what? I don't want to ruin the surprise. Hello, and welcome to Longshot. I'm Jack Ford, and tonight we're going to be introducing you to four quarterbacks, each one brought here thinking he was the lone long shot. Ross, you didn't. I did. I so did. So, yeah, what happened there, for mm-hmm. those of you at home, is Devin arrives at the uh, the filming, and upon arriving, he finds out he's not the only long shot. <laughs> it turns out there are three other quarterbacks he's going to have to, like, participate against. And, like, the, like, Ro- apparently Ross Fountain is the one who put it together. The other producer is unaware of this. The host of the show, legendary assistant head coach, 
uh, Jack Ford also was unaware of this. Everyone was <laughs> unaware of this in a way that seems impossible to do. And Jack Ford doing an excellent performance of sounding very confused. Yeah, he sounded weirdly <laughs> confused and weirdly insulted. It's like a really weird vibe to this entire yeah. thing. Also, the other producer, who's a woman by the name of Julia, who I think is coded to be British. She, Unclear, uh, yeah. The accent travels. Um, <laughs> she's like, Ross, you did it. He's like, I so did. It's it's the hammiest thing in the world. Yeah. And the second I saw it, Alex, I was 100% on board with this. <laughs> So the first night, they're going to cut one contestant immediately, and the wall rises, and they're now on the football field as Devin and another guy are told to step forward. Jack Ford then walks over to Ross Fountain and immediately angry is like, this isn't what we talked about, which is, once again, how did any of this get to this stage of the production? I don't, mm -hmm. you know what, whatever, we're just not going to worry about it. The other quarterback's name, his name is Josh Butterly. He's a fat guy of a comb over. Uh, good, good job. The writing in this, the D minus the best. Yeah, just, just, uh. yeah. It's fine. It's fine. We're doing football. We're doing football. Devin beats him and he isn't cut. So the next day, uh, the other two people uh, will be cut. And I guess the show's just going to start, which makes this whole bit feel unnecessary. But, oh. you know, yeah, right? Oh. Yeah, not sure why they're even bothering with that, but that they decided did, yeah, to. Yeah, that didn't take very long to resolve at all. It didn't. Like, if they wanted to, like, turn this into, like, okay, no, there's, like, eight others you have to participate right. against, and that's this, this, that's what the entire thing is. Right. Yeah, if, if you be... wanted this to be, like, an uphill battle, or there to be, like, a rival character, or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they're gonna do a rival character, and to tell you how important he is, I don't talk about him at all in this. <laughs> he oh, doesn't last God. long. Yeah, like if they wanted, to, and yeah, it's like it's like they are not actually fully committing to the bit where it's a reality show, because like that would actually be, I, I won't lie, I think that's actually an interesting premise of like, oh, he got right. tricked into being like on like a legit reality show, because mm -hmm. that's not the first time a reality show has done that to people. <laughs> as it turns out, it's actually very realistic. Turns out, but no, they're not going to do that, and it sucks. Oh, okay, well. I was gonna say that right now this story is like one tier above Tony Hawk Underground. Yeah. But I think for that it's gonna go one tier underneath Tony Hawk Underground. Oh, uh, yes, the, the important limbo bar that is uh, Tony Hawk Underground. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's where we're standing right now in my estimations. Where does Tony Hawk's American Wasteland land on the, on the thug bar? I didn't play it. I haven't seen it. I assume it's worse. That one also is based around a reality show that Tony Hawk is hosting. Ah. Jackass-inspired. Okay, that, yeah, that sounds worse then. It, it, it totally is. <laughs> we will one day talk about it, but... <laughs> yeah, so Devin is upset, but he decides to stick with it. And after a bunch of drills and quizzes, Jack Ford pulls Devin to a room and tells him, more or less, he never played college football. He doesn't know how to call plays. He's unsure if he even knows how to read plays. And that's not going to cut it in the NFL. Uh, that's going to be a common thing where Devin is just going to just not know what a football play is. And yeah. And just wings it. Um, he, he's kind of got a point there. You've got to kind of know the game that you're trying to play. You kind of do. And 
There's going to be a lot of scenes of him studying and still failing to know what a play is. And it's going to continue in long shot, too, as it turns out. <laughs> so he asks Devin why he's here. And Devin tries to answer only for Jack to get frustrated, kick him out, and call the other quarterback. So at a meeting with the producers, Jack argues that Devin shouldn't be the long shot. He then gets into a loud argument with Fountain who got, about who really runs the show. Mm-hmm. And then he says, like, okay, well, I'm out. But then Fountain goes... Hey, his entire family is dead and thus abandoned him. So what is Jack Ford going to do? He's going to do that too? Just like... What? I think, what? What? I don't think he has any obligation to this kid. What? <laughs> he's like, also like a 24-year-old adult at this point. He's, no, it's, yeah, that's not how this works. That is like the most Hail Mary manipulation I've ever heard. Yeah, right? It gets weirder, too, because, like, we didn't learn that Jack Ford was an insistent coach in the NFL. He's never was a head coach. Yeah. And also, Fountain goes, oh, whatever. You know what? We'll just hire Bill Cowher in your place, and he can go back to your NFL job. Oh, wait, no. No one wants to hire you anymore. So what are you going to do, Jack? Which, honestly, feels like the emptiest threat in the world. Uh-huh. But Jack goes, all right, I guess. Fine, whatever. I'll keep doing this. <laughs> so Devin is selected... Uh, on television, and Jack Ross like immediately goes like, "You basically know nothing, so we're starting from scratch." And he, and they uh, basically start like from day one, more or less teaching Devin how to play football. Uh-huh. And it's funny because like Jack doesn't seem like he's taking this too seriously because like the morning meeting they get into consists of like, "Hey, who's the safety on the play?" It's like the guy in the way back. It's like, "Great, I'll see you this afternoon." <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, and it should be mentioned you're making choices like you have to like correctly identify to safety and that mm-hmm. that determines if you get the good ending of the game so it, there is a purpose to it but it is funny that it's like it's literally two questions uh-huh and then he's like all right later <laughs> so i i understand what they're trying to do mm-hmm. i get the narrative through line they're going for but like oh man this is kind of all over the place mm-hmm yeah, it really, really is. So, you know what would have made this better? What if he was bad at football? <laughs> yeah, he was just some schlub who just maybe could just throw a football really, really far. Yeah, but had no other discernible talents. Yeah, that actually would be really, really good. But no, no, he's apparently an incredibly talented quarterback. He just can't yeah. read plays. Yeah, who just doesn't know the technical aspect of the game. Which is something you can, I don't know, solve in a week of reading books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Like, and even if it is probably actually tougher than that, like, you, you would still think that with some sort of study, you'd at least get somewhere. But once again, right. Devin's never going to get anywhere with this. So they start preparing and whatnot, and this goes on for a few weeks. And then Fountain is like, man, this is really boring. All right, we're just going to just throw him into a real game involving NFL legends. How's that sound in like two weeks? And Jack is like, oh, this seems like a terrible idea. Yeah. So, like, he tells Devin, Devin is down. He's like, he tries to talk him up it. But he's like, all right, well, listen, I got somebody here for you. And it turns out Colt Cruz is here to play Devin on his team. He's like, man, don't worry. I'm going to help you out. We're going to do it, man. Shake and bake. Uh huh. And we learned that they're going to be against retired NFL players, like the literally recently inducted to the NFL Hall of Fame defensive end Dwight Freeney and Lamar Woodley and a bunch of other players. And okay. But, but Colt is here. But Colt is here? It'll be fine, right? <laughs> 
you're not going to get absolutely destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I think D- Dwight Freeney literally had just retired that year. Mm. So, like, while he definitely wasn't going to be, like, his all-pro level, he still is going to be an NFL-caliber player ready to right. destroy somebody. This is not going to end well, which is probably the point. Mm-hmm. So they start preparing, but it's clear, once again, Devin just doesn't know how to call plays or memorize a playbook or anything. And so Cole's like, what if I just work with Jack to simplify the playbook and, you know, learn how to be a coach and a mentor to Devin? Keep that one in mind. Okay. So they work on this for a couple weeks, and it's the day of the game. And so Devin is brought in front of the press to answer questions, which immediately goes poorly. As one dude just pulls out a phone and starts asking him about the long cords and if he's going to, like, run away again and how he disappeared and how he let essentially the entire state of Texas down, how he Uh disappointed football and how is he maybe history greatest greatest monster or, (laughs) you know, like a lot of a lot of uh, very pointed questions that are very personal. Mm-hmm. And Devin doesn't know how to take it until, like, the good producer, who's, uh, uh, Julia comes on. She's like, oh, no, it's, it's we're gonna just go and meet Dan Marino. He's hanging out in the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that all happens. And then right after this, something happens that I just wasn't quite prepared for. And I got to okay. show you this clip, Alex. Okay. Hey, Pat, to you and the viewers out there, I got to tell you in and fill you in on this new reality series called Longshot. What the? So, yeah, just real. <laughs> all of a sudden, real ass footage happens. All of a sudden, why? <laughs> I don't know. That is uh, former NFL quarterback Jim Miller, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I have no clue. He just, just for some reason, now they decide, you know, we face can't all these people, but. We gotta, I guess we needed to have some like additional stuff in here. Um, but we don't have time to face scan Jim Miller, so you just wanna, I don't know, sit in front of football field and talk about Devin Wade and Longshot? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I just saw that oh. and went, oh, we're in this, we're in this territory now. Okay. Yep, yep. We are in sports video game mode. Yep. We just are put the sports there. in the video game. Oh, yes. All of them. Put it in a blender. Hit that on smoothie. And here we go, man. Oh, I was like, I am here for this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're basically there just to say, like, Devin's not going to be ready. He's going to get crushed. And he's probably going to fail like he always does. That's just the common theme here is that just nobody believes in Devin. And the next day, like, Devin is like, walks into Fountain's office and is like, hey, can we postpone the game? I'm clearly not ready. Which Fountain responds by firing the cool producer, firing Colt, and then firing Devin before calling them all losers and quitters as they walk out in silence. Uh, Fountain then tries uh. to like get him to like come back to like, hey, I was just kidding, but they still walk out on him. And then Fountain just screams and cries like on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Should have gotten a clip of that. I failed at that. It's, but- it's okay. I'm picturing it. It's wild it is wild. that's wild <laughs> there's a lot of like really wild clips of ross fountain there's one where he like <laughs> admonishes jack ford while while riding around on a hoverboard <laughs> the real like real like blues energy mm-hmm. going on in there it's great so as Devin leaves jack shows up to try to talk him out of him telling him if he quits it gives him permission to quit on everything else in life 
And Devin tells him, uh, yeah, nice speech as they leave and sad music plays. It wasn't a nice speech. That wasn't a very good speech. It really wasn't. So back in Texas, Cole takes Devin out to a wheat field where he decides to have a heart to heart with him. Uh huh. And this is once I saw what the twist to this was, I, I just howled. I put up with you for a long time, man. I've tried to be supportive through everything. But I've just gotten to the point where I'm at. I'm just done. You want to waste your talent, you go right ahead. But if you're going to quit, you know you need to tell him. So that is the place where his dad died. (laughs) (laughs) That is his grave. (laughs) When I saw that... I, was, I just started laughing. I, I started laughing because how how do you react to that? I don't. I don't. I don't have anything. I don't have anything. I got nothing to say. This. Wow. 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 Yeah. So for those of you at home, Colt takes Devin to a like the, a roadside where is the same roadside where his dad died, where Devin's dad died, to basically like, hey, listen, I've put up with your shit this entire time. I know you're sad, but you're just, you keep quitting, man. I'm tired of you quitting. If you want to quit, you got to tell your dead dad that it's okay to quit. And it's like, so many people don't make the NFL, man. <laughs> it's okay. Life's not over if you don't make the NFL. No. It's fine. But he, he didn't make it because he quit. He gave up on football. He gave up on football. He gave up on life. He gave up on Colts. (laughs) Like, literally, Colt accuses him of throwing all those interceptions in college just so he's trying to find a reason to escape. Which then Devin, like, walks out angrily and whatnot. It's like, I don't Uh need to take this. So, like, that happens. Devin joins a work crew in his hometown with his old high school friends as they reminisce Mm -hmm. about the good old days. About how it was like, they, like, play pickup football. Colt shows up and apologizes. They're all having fun. They um they end up going out to like a fundraiser for the high school team. I at all like held at a local bar. And then like right after that, they're in like the parking lot of the bar. And all of a sudden the good producer shows up, Julia. And she's like, Hey, how's it going? Listen, things were bad. We really would like you to come back. And Devin's like Man, I just, I think I'm good. I think I'm okay with my decisions. Mm-hmm. And the producer's like, well, what if we pulled a, a Hollywood coup and got Ross Fountain out? We just, we basically cooed the show out from underneath him. <laughs> and then Devin and Cole, Cole are like, actually, that sounds fun, sure. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, fair. Yeah. Second of all, okay, you know what I think would have helped sell the script a little bit? What's that? If at any point anyone, anyone talked about something other than football, <laughs> like just for two minutes, you know what this script reminds me of? What does it remind you of? It reminds me of Pokemon, where when you talk to anyone ever in the world, they say something about Pokemon. And it's like, does anything else happen here ever? It is, you know what? That is true. 
it is everything around here revolves around football whether it's the military it is life it is talk radio it is football just again the same way in pokemon where it's like competitive sports is around pokemon dance competitions around pokemon war is around pokemon Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you're not wrong it's like you just run up to someone and they're like, oh, man, I sure do love cake. And you're like, okay, that's cool. That's relatable. I also love cake. And then they're like, I eat cake with my Pokemon every Sunday. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, someone shut up about the poker football. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really funny you bring that up because there is going to be a scene later where it seems like they're going to get away from that. Mm-hmm. And then it veers right back into football. <laughs> <laughs> like, in a real hard direction, too. <laughs> so, they all drive back to, I guess, Hollywood, wherever it's being hosted. Sure. And back at the show, Devin apologizes to Jack Ford, who then tells him a story about how when he coached at St. Louis, he drafted a young quarterback who he rushed out to the field too soon. Completely destroyed him and ended his career and his with it. Like, he was unhirable after this. This what? quarterback does not exist, by the way. Uh, uh-huh. I first thought he was talking about Sam Bradford, who was <laughs> a first-round pick that did get destroyed by the St. Louis uh, Rams. Uh-huh. But he also was in the NFL for a very long time, so right. it was not him. But yeah, it's interesting. Um, he talks about how the kids deserve better and that he should have been there for Devin. And now he's there to make sure he does everything he can to help him succeed, which he was already doing. But right. whatever, you're going to do it harder now. Again, the ideas for a good script are in here. Mm-hmm. Like I can see a way of execute. I-, I can see the elements that you're trying to make work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally, totally. And it does, like, tie back to earlier scenes where, like, Jack's like, hey, Devin's just not ready yet. Like, oh, he's trying to actually protect him. Yeah. I'm sorry, you were going to say something. Well, but also, like, I don't know, the idea of, like, yeah, I just, I I rushed one guy a little too hard, and then I was unhirable as a coach after that. Really? Really? Because one player didn't work out? Yeah. To be fair, a quarterback not working out is pretty big, but also at the same time, he's he talks he's talked of as being like this longtime assistant coach who like won multiple Super Bowls and is a legend. It's like I'm pretty sure somebody would have given him a shot somewhere. Right. But yeah. Yeah, no, his career is ruined and he's here to make sure that he doesn't ruin somebody else's career along with it. So meeting with the studio executive, the exec says that both Ross and Devin were wrong. You know, Ross for being overly bombastic and Devin for walking out on the show. Two wrongs don't make a right. So the way he sees it, there's only one way to solve things by either reassigning Ross Fountain or firing him. So uh, I guess it, Ross is actually just completely in the wrong. So I uh, don't know why you bothered to mention that. Uh, yeah. I'll, also, Devin was technically fired. Yeah, he technically was. Yes. So... <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know what the point of this discussion is. Yeah, don't really know either. So Devin's given the choice, and whatever happens, Ross Fountain flies off the handle, which leads him to be reassigned to an advisory role in Longshot, as the other producer, Julia, takes over. So she's now running it. And okay. she's going to be so much kinder and nicer to Devin and, you know, attending to his needs and whatnot. It's a much better vibe. Yeah. In fact, the vibe gets even better because the next scene... Virtual Dan Marino shows up. Yay. <laughs> it's, 
it's pretty great because Dan Marino is just going to be a constant fixture in Devin's life going forward now. <laughs> As he basically just like runs him through some drills and whatnot and just hangs out with them. And it, Devin takes Dan Marino to the same military base that he was stationed at overseas. They don't say what country, but it's clearly Afghanistan. Uh-huh. So he can meet his old military unit. This feels a little late in the script to just be throwing Dan Marino in as a main character. It kind of is, yeah. But <laughs> they decided to do it. Okay. Yeah, we learned that it was in Afghanistan, where Devin learned how to love the game of football again. And we learned this from his army captain, who it turns out was like, you know, Devin, he was just very quiet. He always kept his head down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of, you know, found his place out here. And it's like, oh, okay, it's not going to be completely about football. And he goes like, you know, I almost was an NFL kicker. And it's like, oh, well, never mind. Yep, okay, yep. <laughs> so I hit footballs all around the, the army base around the fight so you can just <laughs> pick them up and throw them at random things. What? <laughs> There's no way that's regulation. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed to just do that in the army. I would imagine not, but who knows, man? Yeah, who knows? But yeah, yeah, they play a seven-on-seven seven game against the military unit. It's it's sure. very touching, you know. The, the military and football they they go together like peanut butter and jelly. Uh... So back in the studio, Devin finds out that the NFL legends won't be playing against Devin in the final game. It turns out Ross was just kind of puffing it up. Dwight Freeney won't actually be there. It'll just be a bunch of players who are washed out from the league who are trying to get back in. Uh, so you don't, you don't have to worry about it. It's not going to be that bad. Wait, is so, his job now to beat them once and for all? Yes. To shatter their dreams for good? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what a heroic and inspirational story. Yeah, I know. It's great. <laughs> it's so, good news you're not actually facing hall of famers you're only facing these defeated losers who have just one thing left to lose and you're going to make them lose it yeah you're gonna face this like third year bubble player who got cut <laughs> for somebody who's like gonna be on a on a smaller contract and nobody else wants you but uh, you want to go on this reality show for uh, a half-assed shot of maybe getting noticed back in the nfl <laughs> Oh, that's not depressing enough? Oh, don't worry. We'll find a way. Just we'll, we'll make sure to do interviews where you're like crying or something. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. We got you, man. Yeah, no, it's it's awful. It's awful. Oh. So we get to the season finale game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Chad Ochocinco is there. He's interviewing old NFL players. And he's like, man, I should find a jersey. Which he then immediately finds and joins Devin's team, which is funny as hell. Is that how this show works? I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Chad Ochocinco has a ton of lines in this, and they are the worst lines. <laughs> the man did one pass at this. It yep. was just like, man, make sure you throw to me. Man, you guys are weird, but you also seem really tight with each other. Like, just very bad lines. Oh, boy. Also, it turns out uh, Dwight Freeney is actually playing because he's very clearly in there with his jersey. And he, like, is basically getting trash talked by a random college player that's, like, was Devin's rival at one point. Mm-hmm. And he's like, fucker, I was playing with Philip Rivers last season. I'm going to the Hall of Fame. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> like, actually, it's funny. Like, all the players that, like, Ross Fountain said are going to be there, then the producer said, the other producer said was going to be there, are actually at this game. So he wasn't lying, it turns out. Okay. It's really dumb. Yeah. 
So Devin basically does a bunch of different mini games during this. It gets through the game and whatnot. And like on the final drive, it starts raining, just like in the final college game. And Devin has faced the exact same play and defense mm-hmm. that he threw his final interception on, where he tried to force the ball to his friend Colt. But this time he throws a check down pass, which is the right move, which disappoints Colt. But still, you know, it's the right thing to do. And in the locker room, after they beat this team, social media still has their doubts, but for the most part, Devin looks like he's likely to be drafted. Devin then reads an endless amount of tweets, including one from current quarterback, Kirk Cousins, who asks him, why didn't you throw the Colt? <laughs> Sends him a video just to ask him that. It's weird. <laughs> Meeting with Jack Ford, he dumps some water on the fire by saying a lot of coaches might not want a QB who has a media circus following him around. The biggest lie ever in the NFL. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Devin doesn't care, though, because he proved he belongs. So after a long day, he, he and the rest of his friends and family watch the NFL draft. It gets all the way into the seventh round, and Devin Wade is drafted by his favorite team. Whoever you select, which uh-huh. next game will be the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Devin walks outside to celebrate alone as he thinks of his dad. We learn later he joins training camp as the fourth-string quarterback, and Colt becomes a country music singer who charts in Finland. And that's the game. <laughs> what the? Cr- oh, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's just a funny little side. Yeah, he makes a song called "Long Shot" that does play in the credits, and yeah, it's just at the end, it's like, yeah, he has a number one single in Finland, and it's like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, sure. Good for him. Yeah. So yeah, "Long Shot" is a bad story. Yep. Kind of top from bottom, really. Uh, it's ba- it has a good basic premise that it doesn't mm. really stick with. Mm-hmm. You barely are actually even reminded it's like a reality show until after all the contestants are eliminated. Mm-hmm. Uh, a process that once again takes all of 15 minutes. Uh, the cutscenes, there's literally like three hours of cutscenes, but like one and a half of those hours are taken up by playing football. So it was mm. very easy to skip, as it turns mm-hmm. out. Um, and like the central, the central through line of like, man, Devin, you always quit. Why are you such a quitter? I... They do hard commit to it, but yeah. in a way that involves, like, how dare you not be a starting quarterback earning millions of dollars. Right. And also, the answer is grief and PTSD, man. Yeah. Like- it turns out. <laughs> my dad died. My final, like, like emotional support line, like, because my mom's been dead since I was, like, three, is, is mm. gone now. I have literally nothing, it feels like. Right. I'm going to go join the military now. Like, yeah, like it's they could have done a lot with Colt around that subject, too. They could have. Nah, he's like kind of goofy until he's not. Mm hmm. Yeah. Until he just inexplicably goes like, man, I basically threw everything away from you to support your dreams. Did you? It's like, well, one, yeah, one, did you? And two, that's just you living vicariously through someone else, which isn't healthy in itself. So like, okay. So here, here's just one. Here's one way I would have worked on this. Mm-hmm. They should have made Colt really good at reading and remembering plays. But, like, so, bad at being a quarterback? But he's good at that. So they do definitely work with him being potentially a, a good coach. Because, like, he works with uh-huh. Jack Ford to, like, come up with plays and simplify the playbook right. for Devin. But then they stop committing to that about halfway right. through. But, like, I would, I would even go further and be like, he's, like, a good wide receiver. Mm-hmm. But he's just really good with, like, plays, and not even, like, making them, just he remembers them well. 
Yeah. So Devin kind of has to like rely on him for the technical side of things. That would have been very good. Yeah, actually. That would actually have worked out really, really well. And would it also like kind of keep up this like weird symbiotic relationship? Where yeah. Colt is a terrible wide receiver unless Devin's throwing to him. And Devin is a terrible quarterback unless he's throwing to Colt. Or right. Colt is at least in the huddle telling him yeah. what to do. But then at the end, Colt is like, no, don't throw it to me. That's a bad play. Throw it over there. Yeah. Yeah. Rather exactly. than him just being like, why didn't you throw it to me? I'm going to go be a country music singer now. <laughs> <laughs> For no reason. Just because that's that's kind of a thing. That's my character now. <laughs> yeah, it's really, oh. really silly. It's it's not well done. No. And every single time there's like like a like a really solid idea that I'm like mm-hmm. all for, they just don't commit hard enough to it, man. Yeah. Like I see so many potentially good ideas in the script, and then they're just like, but whatever. Football. Mm-hmm. Even Ross Fountain. Mm. It's like done away with halfway through this. Yeah. And I'm I'm gonna be honest, I love Ross Fountain. He is he is a hammy man. <laughs> He's like the most entertaining part of this by far. He absolutely is. Just a caricature on a caricature, and by God, do I yeah, do I love him too. Uh but yeah, Longshot did well, Alex. Mm. Which means next year we got the long shot too. Oh boy. And we now so we get the continuing story of Devin Wade mm-hmm. here. And I mentioned last episode that it's they decided not to commit as much money to this, both in terms yeah. of like actors they got and just production values. Mm. I'm and sure no one will notice. I noticed right away when they opened up with <laughs> live action footage of real people talking about Devin Wade. <laughs> and they're going to use a lot of live action footage of people talking. Oh, does anything break your immersion harder than live action shots of people talking about a CGI character? Oh, <laughs> there is one thing that's going to break it even more. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I can't wait to get to it. But that's a very strong one. Mm. A very, very strong one. So these people do give a helpful exposition like... Cole Cruz decided to give up on his dreams to help Devin reach his. Like he was mm-hmm. going to go to the Super Regional Combine, but he decided not to. He's a country music star now. Where's Cole Cruz? Cole Cruz is cool. I wish there was more Cole Cruz. I wonder if this game's going to be about Cole Cruz. It's probably going to be about Cole Cruz. Oh, no. Yeah, they literally recap the previous game instead of this game, and I hate it. So This, this is a bad idea. Speaking of bad ideas... <laughs> Right after this, we get treated to a series of headlines about Tevin and Colt like getting cut, getting re-signed, all the stuff that happened. And then one that made me gasp. Mm-hmm. Their hometown got devastated by Hurricane Harvey. Oh no. So you're probably were like, man, it's kind of weird that you're like looking to the dates of when these games started out. Like, uh-huh. first off, probably should be more prepared. And two, does it really matter? Oh yeah, it does. <laughs> So, for those who need to be reminded, Hurricane Harvey was a Category 4 hurricane that made landfall in East, landfall even, in East Texas back in 2017. It killed 106 people, spawned 53 additional tornadoes all over the state, and was the costliest hurricane in terms of damage since Hurricane Katrina. It was such a bad hurricane that the name Harvey was retired from the hurricane naming conventions, alongside others such as, obviously, Katrina and Hurricane Andrew. Just to name a few. Mm-hmm. Yeah, an incredibly, incredibly devastating hurricane. Right. 
what this means for us, though, is that the Homestown Stadium needs $500,000 for refurbishment. And, are you oh, no, kidding me? Where are they going to get the money? Are you kidding me? This is your premise? Honestly, this is maybe the most realistic Texas thing I've ever heard, Alex. <laughs> It is it is both offensive and true to life. <laughs> I I don't I don't Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, screw it. Just head first into the insensitivity mega dome. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Oh Alex though, it gets better though. It gets better mm-hmm. because there's more headlines. And the next one is like Mathis Bulldogs, the high school deviting and cult were part of. Mm-hmm. They're going to be leaving town for a multi-million dollar stadium in nearby Beeville, which is like, wait, can <laughs> high school teams relocate? I don't. I, I don't think so. I think they need to go to high school, but it's East Texas, so what do I know? Yeah, it's that they honestly, might not have to. <laughs> honestly, it would not be crazy to me. They're like, we got to bust these kids two hours to play at the big stadium. Yeah. Um. It right after this, there is a like a headline. This never comes up in the rest of the game, by the way. Mm-hmm. Beville and Mathis may merge into one town, which I was like, okay, that makes a little bit more sense. Right. That never comes up ever again. So, oh, okay. Don't have to worry about that. Are so, they like towns right next to each other? They are implied to be next to each other. Like they're like basically okay. town rivals, more or less. Right. So at training camp, we see Devin as he's having trouble knowing how to call plays, much to his, co- his incredibly old honorary coach's anger. Colt is singing in a... We didn't cut Emilius' Colt. He's singing in the back alleyway. And he's... I was talking about how, like, the lighting is just, like, kind of, like, broken in these games. Mm-hmm. This is what I mean. So, they face-scanned everyone, right? Mm-hmm. And Colt's actor, Scott Porter, I believe it is, is not a particularly young guy. I believe he's in his 40s at this point. Late 30s, uh-huh. early 40s. And, you know, he's supposed to be playing somebody in his, like, early 20s. And for the most part, when like it's really well lit, that mm-hmm. works. When there's shadows, it does not, because the face scan captures everything. Pock marks, wrinkles, um, folds, everything. Which means if there's any way to shadow that, uh-huh. it's going to come off as the harshest looking thing ever. Okay, why didn't they just remove those features from the scan? I don't know why. Because it <laughs> makes him look like he's 50 here. So... Turns out he is basically trying to get gigs around town for his singing career, but he's completely failing at that. No one wants him on any football team. Like NFL teams are calling him, telling him to please stop calling us. Okay, to be fair, he should probably stop calling like NFL teams. He should probably aim for like lower leagues and yeah. work his way up. Yeah, like there's quite a few like semi-pro or pro leagues like in Texas alone that you yeah. figured he would try to like just get on but nope he is not doing that okay so in this back alleyway a random singer walks up to colt basically being like hey uh how's it going man i know it's tough but even if you work at small clubs it's worth it to pursue your dreams you should always pursue your dreams mm-hmm. i have a small daughter at home in alabama that i never see and that sucks but it's okay it's worth it to be out on the road pursuing my dreams okay um hmm yeah it's like I'm not sure about that. Like, you, it was working until you took it one step further. <laughs> you could have just stopped before that step. Yeah, pretty much. He's like, I don't want to be grocery, like back at groceries and tending to my daughter. I'd rather be out on the road <laughs> singing in random bars and having somebody else tend to my daughter. 
Like, just cut one line from the script and it's fine. Well, you see, the problem is, Alice, is this is foreshadowing. Ah. Uh, uh, <laughs> For something that's going to happen in about uh, 15 minutes. Uh, <laughs> Here's the thing. You're saying, ah, because you think you have the twist. You don't have the twist. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you don't have the twist. Okay. <laughs> I know this because Colt's deadbeat dad shows up. Right after uh-huh. this. Same scene. She gets up and walks inside, and then in from stage right walks Colt's dad. He's like, hi, son, I'm your dad. I, the person doing this podcast didn't write down my name. Doesn't matter. I'm a deadbeat. I'm going to be okay. out of the store in about five minutes anyways. Wait, what? Yeah, basically. He's not <laughs> even a central plot thread? Oh, he's going to be central to something in the plot, all right? Okay. So, he's like, hey, son, I'm also a country music singer. You know, I just need you to give me ten minutes of your time. And Colt's like, no, I won't. He's like, okay, how about five minutes? Just meet me at this diner tomorrow. And Colt's like, fine, whatever. And he angrily storms off. So, right before we get to this next scene, Mm -hmm. they're obviously setting up Longshot to be about Colt instead of Devin. Right. Right. Which I honestly think is interesting and a pretty different way to do things. Like, mm-hmm. we already got to see Devin with what he had to go through. Right. Do all the quarterback drills. And now it looks like we're going to have the same, except Colt and what it takes to be a wide receiver in the NFL. Which, you know, that's a different perspective. That could be yeah. interesting. It's it's nice to shine the spotlight on not quarterbacks for once. Indeed. And, like, if you think about it, it could be really cool about this and have, like, Maybe have like Colts like rival be a cornerback or a mm-hmm. defensive end who like just really hates him, and then that could be set up for the next long shot, which will be about them. You can see it, di- right. see it from a different perspective in a different position. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting change of pace that's immediately ruined because no, we're just going to go back to doing QB drills with Devin and playing football games with Devin. Oh, the story is a lot of cutscenes with Colts and a lot of playing football with Devin. Is is this because they didn't want to create new minigame sequences that aren't QB-focused? I think so, actually. <sighs> it's very sad. It is such... Like long shot, like the first long shot. there's a lot of potential. They set up something interesting, and then they go, Well, but what if we didn't? Listen, Mike, you can't expect them to make new video game for their sports game every year. That just isn't reasonable. They have to use the old video game. They have a lot of Ultimate Team cars they need to make and sell to Rubes. They just don't have time to make video game when they've they, got to make money. Absolutely. But money. The money comes first. The game development comes r- later. It's, Eventually. It's like, the, probably. it's like the meme with the dog. Yeah. You know, with the money. Except, you know, he's like, only money, no development. Yes. The, the the game development will ostensibly happen one day, we assume. Yeah, just, well, reskin franchise mode, except you can hire offensive and defensive coordinators, but they don't matter. Ah, uh, you don't even sign them the contracts, Alex. You just go, <laughs> like, we're going to hire this guy, and they go, cool. Cool, you did it. The most useless shit. Anyways, <laughs> so angry at Madden 24. So, we get, so, mm. Alex. Mm-hmm. This next clip is maybe, this is, I keep saying this about a lot of these clips. Yeah. This may be the best clip. Okay. Because the twist in this, the twist in this is just amazing on a level that I, 
I'm gonna need your help explaining it, I feel okay. like. Okay, okay. Where are you? Don't worry about it. Why? Just put me on speaker. There you are. I wanted the two of you to meet. Where the heck are you? I'll get to that part. But first off, Lo, this is your half-brother, Colt. Wait, I... I'm adopted? No. This is your half-sister, Loretta. <laughs> I don't... Okay. <clears throat> so, so not, this, I guess you didn't guess that one. Not... No. No, I didn't guess that one. <laughs> okay, so I... I have a question. Okay. And th this is why through lines in your narrative are really important. So we were introduced to an incidental character who was like, man, following your dreams is really important. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be a deadbeat parent as long as you're following your dream. Mm -hmm. And then we're introduced to Cole's deadbeat parent who was made out to be an absolute piece of shit. A literal monster, yeah. So, are we then to presume that that statement was a lie, and you should stop following your dreams? You know, I, <laughs> given events that are going to happen in this game, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of goes against the tone of the first game, if you yeah, think about it. Yeah, a little it. bit. Uh, stop dreaming, settle down, and be a decent person. I don't know. That's a message, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not invalid. It's not, but it's um, it's an interesting one, let's call it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so to explain what happened in that clip, Colt shows up at the diner to meet his dad, except he's not there. Rather, a young woman with purple highlights in her hair is there with his dad on speakerphone. He is, for some reason, just in the parking lot, though we'll find out why here at about... 15 seconds as mm -hmm. he instructs her to tell Colt to sit down. Um, Colt, for some reason, doesn't leave just in time to learn that she's her sister. Loretta is also confused about this because she just learns that Colt is her brother. Now, they're both really shocked about this as the dad says, I'm going to abandon you now. You're going to live <laughs> with Colt. I'm going to go and pursue my dreams of being a country music star and then just peels out. <laughs> it is amazing <laughs> oh man yeah that that is a scene um mm -hmm. well i mean on the upside someone's talking about something other than football so that is true this is for once not involving football it will eventually dovetail back into football of course yeah yeah but for now it is not about football which, to be fair, the second half of this is maybe more football than all of Longshot combined. Ah. Uh. So, this all, by the way, gets broken up by Devin doing his thing about being still bad at calling plays. Like, he's in training camp, and his, the honorary coach is like, why can't you call plays? You're bad. No one cares. I certainly didn't. <laughs> why is that still a plot point? No one cares. Yeah, I... I really don't know. Does this does this plot thread have a resolution? It it does. Okay. And it's unearned. Great. Love yeah. that. Yeah, the only other thing to say about the scene is that uh 
a kid has Devin sign his football, and then that kid gets even more like excited when an offensive lineman shows up, insults Devin, and signs his football as well, saying it's now worth something. Which is like <laughs> an offensive lineman, man. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, sure. Yeah, but he actually could be on the defense as well. His number is seventy-four, which, uh, mm. by the way, is a number that has only been worn by one player in Cowboys history, Bob Lilly. Who's mm. considered one of the greatest football players of all time? His number mm-hmm. is soft retired, so <laughs> good attention to detail there. Long shot. Mm. So Colt and Loretta try to bond and struck, and it's horrifically awkward. Although we learned that Loretta isn't a Tumblr, so that's cool. That's her social media platform of choice. Okay. Yeah, they they try to bond over social media. It's like you, you get the feeling that Cole's supposed to be an old person because he references Twitter. And Loretta's like, Twitter's dumb, basically. Tumblr's where it's at. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I also don't believe her, because she doesn't just immediately talk about Sherlock after this, so I just... Right, yeah. Yeah, doesn't doesn't track to me. We don't see her reams of Wensler fan art. <laughs> so, it's painfully awkward as Colt tries his hardest to bond when his mom... When he, like, he, his mom calls, and Colt tells him about like everything that's happened, but she literally doesn't care and hangs up and exits the story entirely. <laughs> Oh, okay. I'm glad. I'm glad so many things happened that don't matter and didn't need to be there. Yeah, right? That's the hallmark of a great script. When things happen without reason or consequence. Yep. Another thing that happens without reason or consequence is that Colt texts Devin for help. And Uh Devin does not respond. And this never comes up ever again. Do, Do people have, like, roles in this story? It seems to be more like people just, like, going from place to place and having things happen around them and to them. Great. And that's about it. Yeah, that's, you know, some of the greatest stories in history are like that. They really are. Yeah. Alex, it is hard, obviously in a synopsis, it's hard to really impart whether or not a, the day, like, I'll call it the day-to-day writing, the the Mm minute-by-minute writing of, um... Of a scene and the dialogue and everything, whether or not it's better or worse. Mm-hmm. Let me assure you, the writing in the second part of Longshot is terrible. Okay. On a way that is the first one aspires to. <laughs> like, oh man, there's there's a lot of unearned speeches in this. Mm. That mm. we'll get to in a second. In fact, I think we're going to be getting into one very, very soon. So... Back with Devin, the Henri head coach thinks Devin is a failure when the GM, the general manager of the Dallas Cowboys shows up, played Uh by Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider is the Ross Fountain of this game. He is just as wacky as Ross Fountain. He does incredibly (sighs) stupid things just like Ross Fountain. The difference is he actually also gets horribly written out of the story just like Ross Fountain is. The difference is is that he's played by Rob Schneider, and he's on Devin's side, and he's not nearly as much fun. Yeah, I was going to say that's an immediate step down. Also, are we just trying to clown on the management of the Dallas Cowboys now? I mean, they don't really need help for that, so yeah, yeah, probably. Actually, it's really um, the management of the Dallas Cowboys in this is very confusing, because Mm. this seems to... So, the GM and... This assistant coach are at loggerheads. Mm. Basically, the GM hates the assistant coach and wants him gone, but the assistant coach is old and set in his ways and wants to be in charge of the football stuff while the GM's in charge of the GM stuff. Couldn't the GM just fire him? 
Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it, he's yeah. not even like the head coach. He's the assistant coach. Yeah, he absolutely is. And so the assistant coach, the assistant uh, general, the not the assistant general manager, the general manager of the Dallas mm-hmm. Cowboys right now is is Stephen Jones, which is mm. Jerry Jones's son. <laughs> mm. So, so I guarantee you, if, <laughs> if Stephen Jones wanted to fire somebody, he uh-huh. absolutely could. Hey, everybody, this is Michael from the future, just coming in with a quick correction. The general manager of the Dallas Cowboys actually isn't Stephen Jones, the son of Jerry Jones. Rather, it's, well, Jerry Jones. Yes, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys is also the general manager of the Dallas Cowboys, which makes this entire sequence seem even more ridiculous and kind of out of place. I don't know why they didn't just pick, I don't know, the Texans to be the team or something. Anyways, back to the podcast. Which makes this really funny where it's like, he's talking about, I want to get rid of the old guard. You know, we keep having a bunch of hangers on and whatnot, which is like, there's... Jerry Jones loves the old guard. He would yeah. actually never get rid of him. There's a reason why um, Jason Garrett was there for so long as the head coach. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one of those things where, like, if you're not a fan of, like, the Dallas Cowboys or no football, you're probably like, this is this really that big of a deal? Whereas me, a person who knows the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> and laughs at them constantly, I'm like, come on now. <laughs> so, anyways, he's on Devin's side. He wants Devin to be good. Um... So he then plays in a preseason game and is immediately bad. And the GM wants Devin out there more often, but the coach doesn't. And then this scene plays out. Why does he care? Why does the GM have a stake in this one four-string quarterback? So I think it's because of the media circus that's kind of around him. And I think okay. maybe he thinks he can monetize him. Which is really strange because at this point, I think it's like the third year that Dak Prescott is there. The current star mm-hmm. quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh-huh. And he was definitely an established star by this point. So even that doesn't make sense. But, <laughs> you know, whatever, sure. man. Why do? Why would people who play a football game pay attention to things that happen to football? Why not just yeah. be able to just make it up if you want to? Yeah, it's like he, he's bad at football. That makes him marketable to football fans. Exactly. <laughs> So yeah, both in this are uh, the GM and Henri Coach, who does have a name, but it's like Earl or mm. something. Yeah, sure. See who's ready to play. When is that going to be? Week 15? Look, it's my job to evaluate talent. How am I supposed to do my job if you won't put Devin on the field? Devin, you're ready to play, right? Yeah, of course. But uh... Not his decision. Not your decision. My decision. I say Smitty plays week two. Come on, look. Look, I- I've done all the looking I need to. Just give me some flexibility. You want flexibility, do yoga. My mind's made up. Oh, God. That's a good line. It is a good line. Yes, yeah, so you see exactly what they're doing with that character, right? Yeah, yeah, boy, I see what the... <sighs> yeah, it's, it's bad. It's bad. All you all, for the people at home, all you need to know is that the honorary coach doesn't want Devin to start. The GM wants him to start, and I guess theoretically be their starter at some point. Let's get Dak Prescott just does not exist in this universe. Right. I was going to say, even if he doesn't, Devin's a fourth string quarterback. He's not going to start. Yeah, it's that's not going to happen. I but. know that. I don't know anything about how football works. <laughs> but I know he's not good enough to be the starter. He absolutely is not. Yeah, it's uh, it's bad. It's bad. Like, what this comes off to me as is the first long shot was written by people 
who like football maybe a little bit too much. Mm -hmm. And this one was written by people who know what a football looks like. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right, honestly. Like, they're just making generic sports drama. What sport? Uh, Football, I guess. Yeah, they they throw the passes in there, right? Yeah. They they gotta coach the team. Right. Yeah, and I think nothing is more clear about that than everything that's gonna happen with uh, Colt's side of the story, by the way. Mm. Because... Oh, man, it it does become like a very generic sports movie, but like a Disney sports movie. Right. 1993. Yeah. So back with Colt, he gets to it back to his house that he just lives in now, I guess. And I guess uh, Loretta lives with him, too. Mm -hmm. So Colt shows her around his old high school so he can get her enrolled there and whatnot. And this includes reliving his old memories of being a good football player. Uh, this involves you actually even playing through the state championship game in a flashback. And this hmm. somehow impresses Loretta, who then meets the incredibly old coach of the football team. Uh, it's very strange. It almost feels like Devin's dad's been written out, and this coach actually coached the uh, the state championship game, uh-huh. even though that wasn't how it worked previously. Right. It's interesting. It is interesting how hard... Cutter Wade has just been excised from this story. <laughs> it's like, no, he's always, no, th- this guy's always been here. This incredibly old head coach who looks like he's about to crumble into dust. Like, right. it's, am- it's amazing. Um, also, Loretta either needs to secretly like football or hate football. Yeah. One Her or the ha- other. being indifferent to football and then being impressed by football for no reason, it's not going to make for an interesting script. It really isn't. Regardless, that's what they're going to go with. Great. Oh, I didn't get a clip of this. Okay, no, I have to fix it. We need a clip of this. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. To YouTube. Yes, we are going to YouTube. Because there was earlier a point when I talked about there was something that was even more jarring than the live action footage. And it is coming up here. I am depressed that I've actually found this instantly. (laughs) Wow, that is... Okay. Hey, I'm so happy you called back. Yeah, well, I wasn't going to bother after you blew me off the last four months. But you did sound desperate. I am. I really, really am. I mean, the thing is, I don't know anything about kids or teenagers or, if I'm being honest here... Girls? Yeah. (laughs) Or women, clearly. Hey, now. I knew enough to get your number, didn't I? You got me there. (laughs) (laughs) What? That's right. Why? (laughs) Oh, it's so bad. Okay, so who is this weird live-action lady on Cole's phone? So apparently an old girlfriend of his. I don't think they ever name her at all. Yeah, so basically Colt made a phone call earlier like, hey, I need help, man. I got something weird going on here. Right. So this woman gives him a call back, Hmm. and... First off, she FaceTimes him, which is weird. Right, which, yeah, why? And two, it is, like, this weird, jarring, like, they put a real actress and got live-action footage of her, put her on the phone talking to this CGI man. This is, like, the point where I was like, okay, yeah, no, 100%, you didn't have the budget to face scan her. 
Right. So you just did this. But and boys, neither of them are doing a good job of acting through here. No, why did you not just have her voice on the phone like they, a phone? They could have done that. It would have been fine, but no, we have to have this we have to have the lady there. Got to prove it's actually a lady. Yeah, like we, we know. So I think the reason being is because they are setting this woman up to eventually get with Colt in the end. And so they want to make sure you can see her and see that she's an attractive lady. Okay. I think that is the exact reason why they do that instead of just having a voice. Does does she get with Colt in the end? She absolutely does. Is she CGI then? She is. Then why? <laughs> Because, you know, the, the rigging you have to do to, you know, to get the motions and whatnot for the body and whatnot. They already did it. <laughs> yeah, but then you still have to have them actually act out the scene. You would have to act, you would have to hand animate her if you don't do that. And who wants to put that work in? Did they just forget to make this scene until the 11th hour? <laughs> and then they were like, Oh shit, we didn't make that scene. This ending scene is going to make no sense. Well, we still got Scott Porter. We can bring him in, but we got nothing else. Uh, let's just do it this way. Let's call this actress. Just have her just look at the phone and just. Yeah. Yeah, look at the camera. Just start speaking. One take. We just need one take from you. It's just fine. Need, just, yeah, just one take. We don't even need to render it. Just, just stick it in. Just stick it in. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's. um. It's it's not great. It's not great, obviously. Like, were they trying to show off that the Frostbite engine can do embedded video files on textures? What the- Maybe. Yeah, because this is not the last time they're going to do this little trick, by the way. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, it's all over this game. Yeah, so she's going to be a constant fixture in Colt's life going forward. And by going forward, I mean one other scene in this game. Uh-huh. Where he has to, like, call her to learn how to cook spaghetti. Wow. Yeah, because he's a child. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. And she doesn't get a name in any of these scenes. If she does, I have immediately forgotten it. Fair. Good enough. But I, I don't I don't think they actually I don't think they actually do establish a name. Yeah, it's it's not great. So yeah, back with Devin. Uh we look he's there's more preseason football. Devin is still bad at calling plays. I just have here written, I'm beginning to believe he has a learning disability. Probably. It, it really seems like, because every time he goes to the huddle, he's like, he tries to call a play, and his teammates are like, that's not a real play. He's like, ah, just run the out, and I'll throw the ball to you. And his coach gets mad. So, Devin learns that he's going to be the backup quarterback now. Like, he's second string. It's great. Mm-hmm. Only to find out, he's now fourth string again, because they're signing quarterbacks RG3 and Brandon Whedon. Okay. Devin is upset about this, which is reasonable, because the last time Brandon Whedon played at Dallas, he was garbage. <laughs> Good old Brandon Whedon. He was 27 years old when he left college, and he was a first-round draft pick for the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Everybody was upset at them. <laughs> so, he confronts the GM, who claims that it was the Weasley assistant coach who's getting in the way, and he invites Devin to get dirt on the coach so he can fire him. What? Once again, he's the GM. You can just fire him. He can just do him. it. He can just do it. You don't have to blackmail people. It's so weird. 
So back with Colt, he's on the practice field at his old high school, where he plays pickup football with the students who all idolize him. Yeah, including a kid who's incredibly good at throwing the football, despite not being on the team. Colt asks, why isn't this kid on the team? I know he doesn't talk a whole lot, and he doesn't always, like, look at us when we speak to him. And, you know, he constantly moves his hands around really weird. Oh, you know? my God. He should be on the football team. And Lord is like, he's deaf, idiot. He's like, what does that mean? What? <laughs> it's great. Okay. To be fair, I thought they were going with autism. So this is slightly better. Yes. But. Yeah, it's. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's very insensitive, but in a way that like, I can't find offensive. I just find it funny. But not in the way they were intending. Yeah. Just more okay. like you tried really hard here, didn't you? So, I think this is... I talked some shit on the first game script, and I think it is important to, to recognize something. Because mm -hmm. this is something that video games have struggled with for a long time. There is a huge difference, a world of difference, between professional writers who don't make a very good script and people who aren't professional writers. Yeah. Like, it is clear that for all of its faults, the first game script was written by people who basically, fundamentally, know how to write a script. Yeah. You can pick it apart, you can find faults with it, but it functions. Mm -hmm. This is a video game script. I, back before they used to hire people who know how to write scripts to write a video game. Yeah, they would just get somebody on the design team to come in and just like, yeah. can you write? And they're like, no. And they're like, here no. you go, here's a pen. What is story structure? Mm. What is cause and effect? We have seven fun-filled worlds. You just need to give us the through line, man. Yeah, that's, that, that is what this is. It is a collection of scenes that are just strung together in order to get you from one point to another. Yeah, absolutely ex that. except that this game has no points to get to. Because <laughs> it it's just a bunch of mini-games recycled from last year. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's there is a famous quote from John Carmack about how stories and games are like stories in porn. People expect it to be there, but no one cares. Yeah. And like, first of all, that quote is extremely wrong. Mm -hmm. But second of all, it is there is also a silent assumption there that the game in and of itself is good and compelling. Yeah. Yeah, which uh <laughs> there's nothing about long shot from the gameplay footage I see that would make me say that it is compelling. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. Not not unless you like mini games and like being able to do things like control the football air, so you weave it around <laughs> defenders. Like you're that one person from Umbrella Academy, the knives. Oh god. Oh god. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's not good. It's not good. So yeah. Uh so yeah, Devin obviously not happy about all of this. And at the Cowboys practice facility, the honorary assistant coach appears to be having a heart attack, but he gets better, so it's okay. Oh. He then accuses Devin of going behind his back, which we never see a scene of Devin going behind his back. Which then Devin just yells back, you're always against me! Well, you see, it turns out, Alex, Devin is wrong about that. You see, uh -huh. he's wrong about that, because it turns out, that coach wanted to be a father. And I have to... We can't... We can't... Yeah, we can't. <laughs> you can't just keep dropping surrogate parent narratives into this story and expect that to turn good. 
Oh, especially when they're going to half commit like this one. Oh, this is like the most half commitment they could possibly do. Because, <laughs> spoilers, this character is going to be written out about five minutes later. See, the term written out implies that they wrote something to take the character out. I feel like they just forget characters exist. Oh, actually, yeah, that's kind of, honestly, that's kind of true, too. Um, they just say he resigned, so it's, you know, it's kind okay. of both, really. Okay, that's technically writing. I said, you're always against me. Against you? <laughs> against you. You know my wife, Wanda, she couldn't have kids. It's the reason why I got into this in the first place. Because I wanted to be a father to someone. And I'm saying to my wife, look, this will be hard, but next year there'll be more money. Next year there'll be more time. And she waited for me, but there was never next year. You never get it back, son. You never get it back once it's gone. <laughs> what? So, a couple things about that scene. Uh-huh. One, and this is very superficial, but they mm -hmm. try to play him up as being an old man. Not a yeah. single gray hair on his head. No, he looks like 50 at most. Yes. Two, he for some reason has a Kansas City Chiefs jersey on his wall that's mm. framed. I don't yeah. know why. Uh, but that's cool, I guess. Sure. Uh, and finally, it is so out of left field where he's like, I wanted to be a father, so I became a coach. Uh-huh. And then I completely failed at being a father because I tried to climb a ladder. And then that meant I didn't spend time with my wife. And then she died, and now I'm sad, and now I'm alone. And one day you're going to get old and be alone. <laughs> See, I started off reading the scene as like, I wanted to be a father to you, Devin, but you're so bad at football. <laughs> and that was very funny. But the actual thrust of this scene is even funnier because it's like, Football and chasing my dreams ruined my life and left me with nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what the... This whole game is just like a repudiation of the first game. It's... Yeah, it, it is stop playing football and go home. <laughs> that is where the heart is. Be with your family. Start a family. Yeah, it's Also, so don't weird. be a country music singer. Absolutely don't do that, Devin. This is like it is pointing at East Texas and saying everything you care about sucks and is wrong. What are you doing, East Texas? Yeah. I it's it is absolutely amazing, Alex. Oh man, I've I have never seen a series turn on itself the second entry like this. <laughs> And it's like the same, my understanding, it's the same main writer from the first game. So it's like, How? what happened? How? How is this possibly the same writer? <laughs> I'm guessing his friend didn't help him out, the one who ran that uh, avant-garde magazine. I guess. Yeah, he didn't have seven years to perfect it. It's... Yeah. Which, honestly, that actually, that part makes sense. But... Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, regardless, though, yeah, it's totally, completely different. So... Oh no, this scene. Okay, so <laughs> we're back with Colt. Okay. And so we're with the Mathis head coach, um, who's once again the incredibly old guy, and a Texas businessman. And they're talking about merging the schools so they can build a cool new stadium. 
which the coach then responds with a right pretty speech. There's a lot of right pretty speeches in this mm-hmm. about the legacy of their team and history and how if they got to do that, then they got to do that. But we got to explore all options first because football is important. It's important to society. And he then starts coughing uncontrollably because he's very, very old. So the businessman leaves and he then hires um, the coach hires Colt as an assistant coach, even though Colt's like, hey, I can make the NFL, you know, which the coach is like, yeah, I guess you could. Anyway, see you tomorrow. So the very next uh, day, we see Devin. He makes the practice squad. So good on him. But then mm-hmm. the next next day, he signed off the practice squad by Houston, Texas, after the starting quarterback is injured. So he has to go to that team now. Okay. Uh, this is where Rob Snyder and the Henri assistant coach get written out. So Colt decides, back with Colt, he decides to recruit the deaf kid and hires his kid sister to help him out, basically be a coach as well. She's like totally cool with this and it's like, yeah, I work with my brother. This is great. I have a family now that's not going to just immediately abandon me. Shortly after this, Colt gets her call from an NFL scout for a tryout and is like, oh, great. I get to go abandon my family. But first, he has to go tell his coach the good news, only to see that he has had a stroke and is now paralyzed on the left side of his body. He then visits him in the hospital where he gives him a right pretty speech about mm-hmm. uh, family, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, as a nurse, uh, this is a this scene is funny as hell to me for <laughs> reasons that are only going to be funny to people in healthcare. All the monitoring equipment is wrong. Mm. He has two different blood pressure readings for some reason. <laughs> There's a number that's just 250 and then bracketed with 60, which I don't know what that means. <laughs> and for some reason, he has a biz monitor, which is a monitor that attaches to the forehead that determines basically cognition. Uh, cognition is kind of the wrong word. Basically, uh, whether like how awake you are for like mm-hmm. moderate sedation. Uh, mm. It's reading a 40, which means he should be thoroughly sedated, but he is very much awake. Okay. Uh, once again, this is not funny to anybody but me, but I I had to point it out because I'm like, I don't get to be in a hospital all that often anymore. Ooh, look <laughs> at that. I'm going to point out everything that's wrong. going to be like one of those YouTubers. It's great. So anyways, Colt is conflicted, but he decides to go for the tryout for the Miami Dolphins, which Loretta is like, wait, if you make the Dolphins ro- roster, uh, where are you going to live? And Colt's like, uh, Miami, I guess. Mm-hmm. And Loretta is like, well, what about me? She's like, well, I guess you could go live with our deadbeat dad. Which Loretta's like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> yeah, fair. That's a valid response. Yeah, and she's upset because she thought Cole, Colt cared about her. And now he's gonna abandon her. And he's like, yeah. He proceeds to do that. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he says like, Listen, Loretta, I gotta do this. I know this is sad, but I gotta follow my dreams. <laughs> it's like, and she's what? sobbing on, uncontrollably on the ground. And it's like, buddy, no. Uh, okay, well, this. <laughs> I left some Lunchables for you in the fridge. That'll last you an NFL season, right? Okay, no, this, it's fu- this is this is like it's a heel turn moment, right? Like it, it it's is. a moment of character weakness, and then he's got to redeem himself moving forward from here. Yeah, it, to be legit, this is like a very deliberate move, and I think mm-hmm. it does make sense in the story. Yeah, it's just it. It is. Yeah, it's like <laughs> mm, this should probably be striking a more sensitive nerve with you than it is, and it it wasn't really. So after the tryout. Colt learns he makes the Dolphins, so congratulations, he's, he's, he made his dream come true. 
Mm-hmm. He also learns that his coach is dead. Ah. So weeks later, after a couple games in the Dolphins locker room, Holt's dad and sister find him. And okay. This- nope. 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 <laughs> I gave this the benefit of the doubt. I was like, look, it's okay for a character to have a moment of weakness to set up, you know, they got a, a redemption moment later on. Like, a few weeks? Mm-hmm. He just sits on this immoral decision for a few weeks until it's literally called out to his face? Oh, no, it's even better, Alex, because you see... Oh, good. He gets cut by the Miami Dolphins, so he kind of okay. has no choice. Okay, then it's not a redemption. Nope. It's dragging yourself back home with your hat in your hands. Mm-hmm. Oh, this sucks. Yep. This is a bad script. It is a bad script. Who knows? Maybe the scene will save it. Yeah? It won't. Okay. Loretta, listen. Hey. I know I should have never left Mathis. I, I am so sorry. If you care about people. You don't, you don't just leave them. I know. I know. I'm not letting you get rid of me. How about that? I talked to Cash, and we agreed that I could move down here with you. She's serious, Colt. You know, Mathis ain't going nowhere. You know, I'd love that, but they cut me. Colt, I'm sorry. What? What? (laughs) I don't. I don't. What What even is accountability? You know? Screw it. People make decisions. Those decisions don't have consequences. Those decisions don't impact people. Doing something bad and being a piece of shit in one scene doesn't mean that that has to carry over anywhere into the world ever. No, nope, fine. Not at all. We can just all instantly move on from everything. I think the most amazing thing about that is Loretta, which I should say, Loretta is played very well in this. Yes. I, I think the actress who plays her does a very good job of being a teenager with abandonment issues. Mm-hmm. Like, who just wants to find a family. Does a great job mm-hmm. with that. Uh, yeah. I do find it funny that Loretta is like, hey, I talked to our deadbeat dad, and he's like, cool with, like, foisting uh, me off on you. Just like, mm-hmm. of course he is. Yeah. Why was that ever a question? Yeah. Uh, But yeah, and I go... That scene where he's like, oh, yeah, well, the dolphins cut me. You're like, oh, we're very sorry for you, you know? poor baby. Poor baby. You abandoned me for your dreams, and now they just got crushed. I, you're the one who matters in this situation. Oh. So, like, legitimately, what is the message of this story supposed to be? What, what is the moral? What is the theme? What is the through line? Your dreams suck. Don't abandon your family unless your name's Devin Wade and your entire family's dead, in which case it's okay. Yeah, but then people do that and face no consequences for it. This is actually accurate, given what's literally <laughs> going to happen the very next scene. <laughs> oh, good. So, the next scene is basically the Mathis Bulldogs are playing a football game. They're down at halftime. One of Colt's friends is like the head coach and he's doing a bad job. And so Colt shows up and basically just takes over as head coach and leads them to a come from behind victory. Uh-huh. And now everyone's like, oh man, great, Colt's back. And this bleeds into the next day where at a town hall in Mathis, they are discussing merging the schools or towns or whatever. They're actually very unclear about it. Mm-hmm. 
But Colt gets up and gives a right pretty speech about, hey, football's family. But then the evil businessman tells him, I bought 90% of the businesses and will close it down, ruining the town if the merger doesn't happen. What? Yeah. Is that how business or towns work? Apparently it is. So Also, who is this guy? So this guy is the father of one of Colt's friends, who was actually the previous head coach of the team after the old head coach died, who uh, basically is trying to help build a new mega stadium in in Beeville or whatever the other town uh-huh. was called. Right. And he basically just, I don't know, wants to get rid of the Mathis football team. He's just, okay. he's an evil businessman from Mexico. Oh. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Has, has it been established before that he's evil? Not really. Oh. He, he, was he in the previous talks about all this stuff? He was. He was the businessman talking uh, to the old head coach. Okay, but he just seemed like a dude doing some business. And yeah, now basically. he's like, I will sell your town under the river. Yeah, pretty much. This is the part I mentioned earlier where this becomes like a, you know, a Disney movie about mm-hmm. like early 90s Disney movie. Yeah. This is the part where it becomes that early 90s Disney movie because okay. you have the overly evil businessman about to do the overly evil business thing. Right. But then you have the plucky young, long prodigal son coming home in order to lead the football team to glory and save the town. Right. He's coming home because he got kicked out. Don't worry about that. <laughs> The rest of the town doesn't need to know that. Like, see, this would honestly kind of work. It'd still be, like, sappy as hell, but it would kind of work if he had done this of his own volition Mm. and moral compass. He didn't. He absolutely did not. Nope. Nope. And in fact, he's going to be made the head coach, but as part of the deal of making it, he's like, listen, if I get a call from an NFL team, I'm gone. That's so stupid. What? Yeah. Yeah. He never gets a call from an NFL team. Okay, so the moral of the story is don't prioritize your dreams above other people, except maybe do. Yeah, except maybe do. If you find an opportunity, I mean, take it, (laughs) you know. Gotta grab that bag, but... You've got to be loyal to your family, unless... You can be mercenary about it, just when you have (laughs) nothing else. Yeah. Fall back on family. They'll always be there to catch you after you abandon them. That's a moral, right? That's probably a moral. That. Wow. <laughs> uh... See, at least the first game was like following your dreams of football specifically is the same as being loyal to family. Yeah. Yeah. Those Which are one is of the like, same. It is slightly sociopathic, but at least it is consistent. Yeah. There's, there's something there that makes sense. But, this uh, is like, new. I don't do it until it stops working for you and then crawl back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then as soon as it starts working again, go right ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Colt sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he does. Uh, so how this is going to work is that... Uh-huh. Holt it gives his right pretty speech, and he says, hey, I'm going to be the new head coach of the Mathis football team. Uh-huh. And Loretta gets up and says, hey, we could easily crowdsource half the funding for a new stadium, or the renovation of the old stadium, which is $500,000. I get $250,000 uh-huh. through crowdsourcing. That's fine. I could do that. 
Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, she, she claims she can. And Colt says, listen, if I can get the team to the playoffs, you and we can raise this money, you, evil businessman, have to promise to pay the rest. And the evil businessman goes, okay, on one condition. If, uh-huh. uh, if this does happen, <clears throat> Colt has to be the head coach for the next three years. And Colt's like, yeah, fine, I'll do it. So there we Wait, go. Wait, what? <laughs> Who? What are the stakes for this guy? <laughs> the stakes are he wants to build a cool new stadium in East Texas. Okay, and so they're like, listen, if our football team does really well and pays for half of it, you will build the stadium. And he goes, fine, as long as you continue to be a football coach like you like to do. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> what the? Yeah, it's so Twirl's stupid. mustache. <laughs> I'm such an evil businessman. <laughs> the stakes are low in East Texas, apparently. They, are, they also kind of just came up. Yeah, also that, yeah. Like, these haven't been the stakes until this scene? Yeah, like, there's some lip service to, like, oh, well, the Mathis Bulldogs might, or Bullfrogs might not be a thing anymore. And then that was ignored until now. Yep, pretty much. So, you know, the next day, Cole tells his team that winning doesn't matter. Playing hard and playing smart is what matters, which is objectively wrong, given the yeah. circumstances. But it does matter, because the team starts winning, and the crowdfunding campaign basically raises zero dollars. Much to the joy of the evil businessman. Oh. He then calls okay. Colt to meet him. Yeah, it's it's very funny. He's like, well, what a game. And then you just cut to the crowdfunding website where it's like, 50 bucks. And it's like, well, oops. Okay, you know what? In retrospect, maybe when the 16-year-old Tumblr girl told us she totally could raise $250,000 on the internet, we should not have believed her automatically. Yeah, probably not. That might have been, uh, you know, everyone's fault. To be fair, it is a very, like, you know, Tumblr-era sort of, like, yeah. belief of, like, a few social media posts will change the world, mm-hmm. only to get yep. that immediately, immediately crushed. So, yeah. once again, not unrealistic. Fair, yep. So, basically, they're not raising money. Evil businessman calls Colt to meet him, and he says, I want to know what Colt Cruz wants. And Colt's like, I just want to win some games, man. And he's like, no, I'm wondering, why aren't you in the NFL if you're best friend? And then he says, you know, I know somebody, a little man by the name of Jerry Jones. And maybe I could get you signed to the Cowboys. You get what you want. And then I get to basically buy the town out. And Colt's like, no deal. Gets up and walks out. So, hey, that's growth. Mm-hmm. It is. It, sure. You know what? Given where we're at. Yeah, it's something. It is something. So back with Devin, uh, he's still here. He uh, manages to start in a regular season game after uh, Deshaun Watson gets injured. And he leads his team back from behind and wins the game, despite being a third-string quarterback. Everyone cheers. Also, we find out that um, the head coach of the uh, Houston Texans um, is on a leave of absence. And so they had to emergency hire Bill Cower, who got face-scanned. (laughs) <laughs> he's in the game! I was so sad for him when he wanted to be in and he wasn't able to get in. But in yeah. long shot too, they put him in and you can tell he is super jazzed to be there because he has a perpetual smile on his face the entire time. 
He is just That's so awesome. happy. Yes, I was so happy for him. Yeah. I'm I'm really glad someone is happy to be in this game. Oh yeah, he he is he is definitely jazzed. And I'm like, good of good for you, buddy. Good for you. Anyways, he's basically there to tell Devin that, hey man, you did great. And then Antonio Brown, who got emergency science to Houston, Texas as well, is also there. He's like, hey, you did great. How about me, you, and Deshaun Watson go back to your hometown to just celebrate and just hang out? Which is... Yeah, that's what football players do, right? So it is definitely not unknown for football players to go back to their hometown and just hang out their yeah. high school. Uh, Ray Mickens, who was an Andrews football player, would actually often do that. I have mm-hmm. met Ray Mickens more than once, actually, via yeah. that way, that method. Um, do but do is, they go to each other's hometowns? Not really. Not that little less that. <laughs> it's also very, it's also very awkward because it's Antonio Brown and Deshaun Watson. Yeah. <laughs> which, <woo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo. laughs> that's. Those are two names that don't have a lot of cachet right now, and not for reasons yeah. of they're bad at football. Yeah. So they basically show up in the locker room while Colt is coaching and is like, hey guys, we hope you do good, win the game, and get into the playoffs, which they then do. So they go to the bar, and they're holding the party for like, um, to raise the final bit like bit of money for the the thing the the get the two hundred fifty thousand. They only have an hour left, and they're like literally like a hundred eighty thousand dollars behind. Deshaun Watson kicks in twenty five k. He has no speaking role in this. They just face scanned him, and that's it. Okay. Antonio, and it's like it's looking really dire. But then Antonio Brown makes a Twitter post saying, "You guys should support this man. Isn't it nice that Deshaun Watson donated this amount of money?" Wild. Uh, hmm. The post goes viral, and Pepsi retweets it. And uh, then a Christmas miracle happens, where they raise all the money with seconds to spare. In fact, they blow past it and get up above 500000 Wow, that means now Evil Businessman is not on the hook for any money. That is correct, and Evil Businessman points it out. But then Evil Businessman says... I've always wanted to build a really cool stadium. So you know what? I guess that means we're just building a really cool stadium in Mathis. Because I'm going to donate enough money so you have a million dollars to build a cool new stadium. Which I'm like, that's not enough money. I mean, but it's I okay. He, he wasn't, it means that he wasn't evil because he loves football. He loves football. It turns out. He also names his son as the person who's going to build the new stadium. Oh. Nepotism. It's 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 done yeah. as a heartwarming thing, but you know. I mean, this is an NFL game, so it is. It but much like NFL <laughs> and the military go to get like peanut butter and jelly. It yeah. it turns out that <laughs> nepotism yeah. and the NFL are the ham and cheese sandwich. <laughs> yep. So after this, Devin gets up on stage and makes a right pretty speech about how Colt is great. Is he? Mm-hmm. I guess. Has Devin talked to Colt like two times in this entire game? Oddly enough, until he showed up in the locker room, that's the first time he talked to him. Aren't they like best friends? I mean, they were barely in each other's story. Like, (laughs) (laughs) So Devin finds out he's going to be starting for the Texans as we see live action J.R. Lemon basically get an interview. 
which that was fun. And then Colt's dad then shows up and makes amends with the entire family. And then Colt's old girlfriend shows up to be with him now. And then remember the producer sure. lady, Julia? No. Yeah, I did. I was kind of wondering if she's, I mean, it makes sense that the show's over, so she doesn't really have any part in these people's lives anymore. Yeah, but she shows up. Colt oh. immediately goes like, I'm sorry, I can't be with you. I have a girlfriend now. She's like, oh, what? Uh, cool, I guess. And it turns out she's dating Devin, so that's why okay. she's there. That, okay, that makes sense, honestly. I was sort of expecting that from the last game. Yeah. It's funny, the last game has, um, like, the producer lady actually kiss Cole, uh, Cole on mm. the cheek, and it's, like, very mm. awkward. Uh-huh. And so, like, in this game, it's like, well, no, we're just gonna ignore that part. Yeah, no, he's, yeah. He's, 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 she's with Devin, it's fine. Yeah, we'll do, the plot. we'll do the thing that makes sense to do. Exactly. And then it starts snowing, everyone goes outside to play football in the snow, okay. and that's long shot. That is like three unrelated scripts that they had to mash together for some reason. Oh boy, ain't it? Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's, it's literally just two separate stories that are kind of going on yeah. there that then just get and, interrupted with, uh, oh, by the way, you got to save the you got to save the town from the evil yeah. businessman who's not evil. Which is kind of something that they were setting up for Cole at first, but then they were like, nah, but he gets his NFL shot though, mm-hmm. but he blows it. Oh, right, well, I guess but, he has to go back and take care of his sister. But but when he blows it, it's like not the the horrible betrayal that it was when Devin blew it. Mm-hmm. Like Colt was just bad. Mm-hmm. He was just not good enough to play football. Yeah, it turns out he was a bubble player and just he just couldn't hack it. Yeah, it's yeah. Once again, it's it's this weird thing where like Devin failing football is considered a moral failing. And it's because mm-hmm. he has the talent, but he constantly runs away. Right. But for Colt, it's not a failing because he doesn't have the talent. So why is he <laughs> why is he trying in the first place? It's right. honestly a failing that he's trying. Yeah, honestly, you should stop trying and just go home and be with your family because you have no talent. Don't try unless you have talent, then do try. Yes. Which is a hell of a moral. Yeah, it's, um... Family comes first unless you're really good at something. Yeah, in which case it's then second, possibly third. Yeah, it's... Oh, boy. Once again... This is a mess. Oh, my God. I didn't... See, when I started this out, I was like, it's probably not going to be better than 2K16's Living the Dream. Uh Uh-huh. Because I'm like, that's kind of a high watermark of just, like, weird casual racism and nobody being called out on their shit and just... Mm -hmm. Plot twists that come literally out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. A murder happens somehow. I thought that couldn't be topped. Mm. And then Longshot Part 2 said, oh, buddy. Oh, oh, man. What, it is- what if we got somebody who didn't know how to write? <laughs> and he, we told him to write two separate scripts. It is one of those scripts that the true hallmark of an amazing bad script is when it's not aware of what it's saying. Mm-hmm. It's like when you finish it and you step back and you mean, so does, are you trying to say this? And like, you're pretty sure that it's not, mm-hmm. but it's just so incompetently written that it comes up with a message that is just like actively terrible and immoral. Yeah, right? Like it's, it, it constantly makes you questions like, is following your dreams good or bad? But it's like you said, it's not intentional in that setup. Right. It just... It just doesn't know itself. Yeah. 
Oh, there's oh my god. I, I just remember something. Okay, the honorary uh-huh. head coach actually shows up at the very end of the game. Oh yeah. <laughs> and Devin introduces the Colt introduces him to the deaf kid so he can then coach him and be a mentor and be like a father to him. Okay. I forgot that happened. That what that Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh god. Yeah, it's I I so wanted him to make a long shot three, Alex, after seeing this. Cause like what is the escalation from here? <laughs> but I also see exactly why they decided not to make a long shot three. Yeah. This is one, it does technically wrap things up. And two, oh god, it's a mess. Oh god, yeah. Uh, yeah, and they haven't and no company has done anything remotely close to this ever since. Probably for the best, really. Probably, but on the other hand, like, God, I would love to see how this evolves. Yeah, right? Like, not just Longshot, the entire, like, genre of sports game narratives. It's so sad this didn't blow up so we could have just a weird arms race between EA and 2K to create Mm -hmm. the dumbest thing possible. (laughs) Instead of having 2K just compete against itself and coming up once again with interesting concepts, but ultimately not interesting stories. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, any story that has somebody called the president of basketball should be more interesting than it actually is. <laughs> it really should. Uh, yeah, but unfortunately, that's not what we're going to get, because once again, after this, they go back to doing like a more traditional superstar mode where mm-hmm. you're just trying to make it in the NFL and you have to make choices about media. And oh boy, maybe superstardom isn't all it's cracked up to be, except it is. It is. It always is, though. It always is, because, you know, protect the shield, live the dream. Yep. But yeah, that's long shot. Alex, how are you feeling? I, that was a ride. That was. That was a whole ride. Like, I thought the first one was a ride. We got through that and I was like, yeah, man, that was, that was kind of wild. That, that really went places. And then just, oh boy. Yeah, no, it. <laughs> that was nothing. Yeah, yeah, no, the, the car went off track very quickly. And it careened into a group of people. <laughs> Nobody died, but they got injured badly. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's the level of the story it got there. Ah, but, yeah. I I think we have kind of exhausted everything we have to say, so we'll probably just end it there. But, mm-hmm. Alex, thank you so much for doing this with me, as always. Of course. I do, I do have to say one final okay, thought. Okay, get though. us. Get us one final thought. How did they ever drop the ball on wrestling games so badly? Wrestling games should have been this, but to the moon three times over. They really should have been. They just simply weren't. They just weren't. They just they just were like, oh yeah, just, uh, you know, the cage match. You know what's M- funny about wrestling games? Match? is They have the same mm-hmm. cadence of this. It's usually like the mm-hmm. stories about like somebody who's up and coming. Mm-hmm. And they really, really want to break into the WWF and they want to like right. live their dream and they're getting encouragement, but they just can't quite get over the hump and maybe they run away and whatnot. And it's a moral failing that they're running away from wrestling right. instead of getting involved in a business that's horrifically abusive to anybody but the top stars. And even then. Right. But but it's the WWE. It is. Kayfabe is that people come back to life from hell mm-hmm. to wrestle. They absolutely do, and they can do no wrong. And when they, like, when they do wrong, they get, like, Joseph Stalin level of, like, <laughs> we are going to erase you from photographs. 
this should be like okay so first of all the idea that you are even saying oh man i want to get into the wwe i better work hard and put in the work doing the wrestling you've already failed yep like you should be coming into this with a superpower mm-hmm. for starters yeah that's what every yeah that's what every wwe story should be like it should be like the game should be like everyone else is normal, but you are a literal wrestling god, right? Like you just you can't you literally you can't come back to life. Yeah, like, but no, they don't do that, and it's yeah. But then, but then you get to WrestleMania, and John Cena's like, "Did you think I couldn't actually turn invisible?" And then he does yes, and then he does and throws you through the ceiling. Yeah, and is like, "You're in my house now." <laughs> Good. That would be that would rule. Oh man! <laughs> but no, no, it's just like oh, we gotta do wrestling, and then two K's like actually screw it, just more money cage matches, and then they're like screw that, we're just not gonna make wrestling games anymore. Yeah, how about we just do that? Oh god, yeah, they, they have stopped being yearly, haven't they? Yeah, they stopped. They they, they got. They have achieved what no other sports game has achieved, which is they actually got so bad they had to stop. Uh, Alex, I'm sorry. I had to fact check you. No, uh, there's been wrestling games every year for the past three years. Oh, my God. I didn't even hear that they came out. Yeah. Uh, this new edition isn't out yet, but it's coming out um, in two weeks. It features Cody Rhodes on the cover, which is hilarious given what happened <laughs> with him recently. Uh, uh, not bad things. He's he's an okay person. Uh, it's just mm-hmm. he got the ratings have been bad, so he got jobbed out of doing the uh, main event of WrestleMania for The Rock instead. Uh, it, well, yeah, we can always count on The Rock to save wrestling. They they really need it given what's happening with Vince <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah, boy. Oof. Like. We we can talk shit and should about the NFL all day, but like Vince will just always be there to one up it. Well, not anymore. You know, honestly, I'm not convinced Vince will not somehow come back because these are the same allegations that got him to leave in the first place. They just got more revealed. So unfortunately, yeah, yeah, no, um, wrestling is a nightmare. I it's it's very bad. You know what? You know what? We I I take back everything I said. Wrestling, WWE games should not be good. They should not be good. No, they deserve the quality that they get. Yes, it is appropriate. Uh, hopefully there'll at least be fun glitches in this edition. I hope so. They almost always are. All editions will also include a month of Peacock Premium. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. Okay, that's just the saddest thing I've read all day. So, nothing worth watching on Peacock. No. All right, I think that's actually... I, I was going to try and say we should all just go play Mortal Kombat instead, but you know what? That's Warner Brothers, so screw it. Everything's awful. <laughs> no ethical consumption. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the perfect conclusion to a series about football. I think it is. <laughs> uh, well, that's going to do it for us. <laughs> Alex, thank you for doing this with us, with me as always. Of course. And for you, the viewer at home, uh, you should go to ftp.podby.com to listen to more great episodes like this. Uh, You can also find us on your podcast service of choice by searching Fallen Through Plot Holes or FTP. We show up under either. 
And of course, you know, leave us a like, sub, subscription, all that good stuff. You can ethically consume us, you, I think. You can, probably. I don't think I've committed crimes recently. It, None spring to memory. Yeah, it, they're, they're more petty in nature anyways. Mm-hmm. I stole. Yes. I accidentally stole a donut recently. Felt bad about that, that that's, one. That's, that's fair. You know, that that is just a thing that happens in life. Indeed it is. You know, self-checkout lines, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the next day I went and bought a single donut and put two on there. So I, I made up go. for it. But um, <laughs> <laughs> the cops aren't going to get me now. But yes, you can eth- ethically consume our content. And you can tell us about how you're ethically consuming our content by sending us an email at fallintoplotholes at gmail.com, which you can find in the description. You can tell us about your favorite sports league you're your following, even though they're, you know, morally questionable. Like, I don't know, hockey and all their scandals. It's all of them. It's every single one of them. They're all corrupt. Send me emails defending <laughs> FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, please try. Yeah, it'd be a very good laugh. <laughs> yeah, with that, take care, everybody. Take care. <laughs>